0: What's up, everybody? It's Rhett and Justin, hanging out on our first episode of Armchair Authentic. <laughs> I wish you could a, a look at this. You got two guys who have known each other for 38 years who practically know how each other think. It's kind of like a David and Jonathan type feel if you've ever read the Bible or ever read the reference to how much they love each other. There's just something unique about this relationship that we cannot put into words. Uh, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. So we're doing something we've always dreamed about doing. Justin, here we are. You know, the first podcast ever was released
1: about twenty years ago in the whole podcast world. <laughs> I'm and it's sorry, so like, Hold it, on. It, it, Justin's
0: it. laughing at me because we're we're so new at this podcast thing. We've got a little makeshift uh, <laughs> makeshift thing. He's holding his mic. I've got this little boom stand that keeps falling over on me. So he's laughing out loud because. The mic just fell in my lap. Humble beginnings,
1: <laughs> and so absolutely. Twenty years ago, first podcast, and thirty-eight years of knowing each other. We're just now getting in on this thing. I think we were waiting to see: is this thing going to actually make it? Are people going to podcast? And I think we've done a thorough analysis. <laughs> I think it's here to stay.
0: I think it's here to stay. I think there's like 8 million plus podcasts. Don't quote me on that. That's just a made up number. <laughs> That's what, uh, you know, great communicators do. They just make up stats on the, on the fly. Kidding. It's a joke. We're being authentic, okay? But when you're referencing, we've done this 30 something years ago, 38 years ago. Yep. What are you referencing?
1: Well, our friendship.
0: <laughs> we, um,
1: I mean, you and I, I mean, we have been best friends for 38 years. And that's what makes this so special, because a lot of people don't get that long of a friendship like we do. And that's what's hard about this. I think that's why we've decided not to do it, because when we look at each other, we're going to break out into so many memories, because anybody can say anything, and our mind is triggered to an exact time that happened when we were 11 or 15. It doesn't matter. So it's like when your parents are at the table saying, not another sound. Well, they're just encouraging a whole other sound. And so I think we're going to need a lot of grace yeah. to get through with some of these.
0: Yeah. So if you're joining us for the first time and you found this somehow, some way, you might be wondering why in the world did we choose the word armchair, authentic? Um, it's because we were sitting around talking about being authentic with our lives. Our stories. I'm 46. Justin, you are 40, how old? I tell 45. 45. And so there's been a lot of stories, a lot of life, a lot of hurts, a lot of pains, a lot of ups, a lot of downs. One step forward, two steps back. This just journey, um, pre Jesus, with Jesus, after yeah. you know, like this whole thing of what God's done in our lives, through our lives, and what we're experiencing now. And so we're just trying to think of a way that we could add value to people with our stories, and in that. We were like, well, authentic, let's be real, let's be honest. Maybe let's talk about some things that maybe are being said, but maybe aren't being said through the lens of, you know, maybe Christianity, God, and our lives. It's our perspective. You made the example of 8 Million Podcast.
1: That's the beauty of identity and authenticity and just the uniqueness that everybody has. You're going to get this special something that you'll get from us you wouldn't get from anybody else you know, that, that's the beautiful thing about this. And we're going to get to a lot of good stories over our time together. And that's our hope is that you mm-hmm. just kind of jump in with us. And we hope our life is some kind of a model that you can look at and say, man, that's really relatable. I've never really looked at it through those lenses because we have an interesting little lens. And it's cool because we're two people getting to you know, it's like when you hear about the gospels, you have different vantage points of them. Yeah, It's the same thing. We have the same life with two different vantage points. And the listener will realize, my goodness, they are spot on. There's just a little deviation in between. You're going to tell a story or I'm going to tell a story. And it's funny how many times when we have a normal conversation, we don't remember the story. Yeah, And, 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 And I find myself telling Rhett, Elaborate on that. Like, what did I do? What, what, what did I used to do in that? Right. And, and so it's like, we're 30 years surrendered. We we surrendered our life to Christ 30 years ago. And there's a lot of stories yeah. that have come with that because that is our life. And that's the foundation of this podcast. And whether something is said or unsaid, you can know the bed of everything that we're doing. It's all about um, our foundation, our last 30 years of Jesus. Yeah,
0: really. So if you're joining us for the first time, you're wondering, hey, do I even want to spend some time with these guys and maybe go on a journey? Um, you know, you're you're listening to two friends who have obviously done a lot of life together, and our hope is really just to help you the best we can with our story. Maybe you can relate. We're literally sitting in the armchairs in my living room, and we're like, why don't we just call it Armchair Authentic? And one thing Justin and I have done um, for so many years is we've I've lived all over the place. Justin has been consistent with living in the Birmingham, Alabama area for so long. But one thing we've always done is we've always had conversations and in those conversations it's been like ironing iron sharpening iron yep. and it's been so good. So I've grown, he's grown and sometimes people, you know, have wondered how in the world have you kept your friendship for so long? And I think what we're doing by creating this, and you correct me if I'm wrong, is an opportunity maybe to be a fly on the wall on our conversations. <laughs> Yeah. What capital friendship kind of looks like, what it can look like in people's lives. You know, to in order
1: to be, you know, real, I mean, we've as Rhett started this out, we've been through the ups, we've been through the downs, Mm -hmm. but we have consistently been there with each other. I have been able to celebrate you and the amazing things that has been your life. I've also been able to get really sorrowful with you with just some of the junk. Yeah that goes on in life. And I think that we're going to say things. It's not going to be something you haven't heard before. I think that it's going to be relatable though, because people go through problems and pain and you go through people and, and that alone makes some worthy conversation. And we just hope that we get to bring you into what our normal conversations look like several times a week
0: For the past 38 years. And we're really going to try to not be scripted. You know, there are a lot of great, if you're looking for a podcast to be like a point A, point B, point C, you know, give me something in 15 minutes. This is not going to be your podcast. Yeah. if This is something you're on a drive, you're working out, and you just kind of want to, you know, listen into just some random conversations, but not just for randomness sake but for pulling out what God did in and through and is doing in and through every situation of our lives and what we're recognizing and what we have learned and what we're learning from it, well, then this might be your podcast because it might it might resonate with you. And our hope is to make you, not make you laugh, but to just have a lot of laughter. You know, I shared a scripture this past Sunday uh, a cheerful heart is good medicine. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> but man. a broken spirit, man, it just here's my version. Yeah. Here's my paraphrase: sucks the life out of you. <laughs> and uh, we don't want to suck the life out of you on this podcast. We want to add joy and laughter, even if it's at our own expense. Yeah, because we like to laugh a lot. So we're gonna have a lot of fun. Um, there's gonna be points and times where we are pretty much scripted, because you know, like uh, Justin and I have, we talked about. There's gonna be times where we bring on guests. You know, and um, I don't want to name drop any of them right now. But at the end of the day, there are going to be some people that are you can relate to, like church planners, leaders, artists. Whether you know their name or you don't know their name,
1: you can relate to them because either they've taken a step that you just haven't been able to make yourself take. Or it might just be a confirmation to something you have done mm-hmm. and you just feel a draw towards them
0: what we're really trying to do is help people fulfill their God assignment yep. talking to real people having real conversations and this is happening from two friends who have learned the art of just being real and authentic and seeing just the vulnerability that there's just power in it I'm not going to quote Brene Brown but that whole idea of vulnerability and how powerful it is it's yep. something that we have truly experienced yeah, And um, if anything, maybe, maybe you walk away from this one step closer to Jesus, one step more maybe to considering a walk with Jesus, maybe one step trying to find a better friend and making investments into relationships. I don't know. There's going to be so much that we cover. So Yeah, and what's been
1: our life that we've at least uh, been able to be a part of and it seems to be very meaningful is, I mean, it really, people are born with purpose. And you and I, we happen to see that, We as believers, we have this same purpose, which is ultimately to be passionately in love with with Jesus and to be the same towards other people, which means there has to be a lot of humility, there has to be a lot of uh, selflessness, and those are are so many conversations right there, but we don't think it stops there with that purpose. Yeah. I mean, we also believe that uh, everybody um, has been uniquely designed, and so... Our goal is that you can listen to this and even in a format like a podcast that you actually can feel like, man, they really helped develop my uniqueness today because we ultimately feel that over life, you were called to so many assignments, right? Yep. And our goal is to just help you deliver on those assignments Mm -hmm. wherever they are in life, whether it's being a parent- whether it's being a friend, maybe the job that you're working, maybe it's that dream that you are pursuing, whatever it is that you feel like I am here to do in this particular season, we just want to be an encouragement to maybe just, you know, I'm not like this uh, mountain man kind of guy who just goes and, you know, I can like get the sun to aim down at the firewood and get it going. Right. Mm -hmm. I have to go buy some of that little red stuff. I get a little little bit of peace because I don't want too much to, you know, chemicals to get on the s'mores I might be making with my family. (laughs) But my boys think I'm such an amazing fire starter because I Mm. like that little fire kindling and it will get a fire roaring. And hey, five minutes into it, it's real. Yeah. So our goal for you is that we can just be a little bit of that red kindling. Yeah. That can get the fire going in your life that is going to be one hundred percent the Lord and one hundred percent you taking those steps in your life.
0: And uh we, we recognize as we share this, we're hoping that, you know, our family and friends who have been along the journey of our lives maybe from, you know, thirty-eight years ago from today or yesterday, or maybe we met you at Starbucks hours ago. <laughs> wherever you are. Good you, chance. You know, good chance. But wherever you are, our hope is just to invite you on a journey along with us. You know, I think maybe a little bit of backstory. Um, we don't have to go in depth, but you know, with who I am, who Justin is, and and who we're becoming, I think that might help, especially if you're determining on whether or not you want to join us in on this journey. But, uh, you know, I'll start and I'll make it as short as I can, and and I think there will be nuggets, you know, from these bullet points that we're going to talk about from yeah. my life, from Justin's life as we move into the um, next episodes. But, you know, born in Alabama, born and raised Birmingham, Alabama. Come no, on, you, you got to add the Alabama. Um <laughs> Uh, You know, I love, I love my parents very much, but you know, um, unfortunately grew up in a broken family. Uh, My parents got a, you know, separation divorce around the time that I was, you know, two and a half, three years old. Um, And so, you know, lived with my dad and living with the dad as an only child as kind of a latchkey kid around seven years old. uh, My mom died by suicide. And so, you know, trying to live life with a dad and without a mom in the picture and going through the, all those emotions and everything. I was looking for love in all the wrong places. I uh, met you in that process around, I was eight, you were seven. Yeah. Right. And we were living in a little apartment complex that used to be called twin gates, East apartments uh, over it. in the Huffman area of, of Birmingham. Yes. And, and so we were living there and uh, met this guy. And, and so anyways, Doing, getting into a lot of trouble because none of us were serving Jesus, but we were very, grew up in, listen, you grew up in the South, everybody's a Christian, right? And I tell people like this, you know, who doesn't want to be a Christian? Because I did, I didn't want to go to hell, you know, yeah. but I had no relationship with Jesus. Um, I was 16, at 16, um, you know, excuse the Christianese, if you will, but I gave my heart to Jesus. In other words, I surrendered my life. I just went all in, in a relationship with God because the guy sitting across from me in this chair invited me to go to a beach trip and... You know um actually no let me let me edit that you did not invite me to go on a beach trip we have we grew up doing I that I did invite you to a beach trip
1: but you I did not go. Because I did not go. Yes, you went to hang out with your girlfriend. That,
0: that is true. He invited me on a beach trip to this youth group, and I said, "No, I don't want to do that." So I was hanging out with my girlfriend instead. But he went, not because he wanted to get closer to Jesus. You went because of, uh, if I'm not mistaken, a girl. That's right. She invited you, and uh, you know. And he went, and he came back. He went for a girl, but he came back with Jesus. <laughs> and so when he came back with Jesus, it was a life change. I loved it. I was like, I gotta have what he has. It's just complete change. And I went and checked it out, and. Gave my heart to Jesus, went all in on the relationship with God. I went from like a religion of Christian to like not just needing fire insurance, if you will, but to walking in a vibrant, authentic, real, um, powerful um, relationship with Jesus. And then my life was hard one step forward, two steps back. A lot of grieving. Got married at a young age, ended up went through a divorce, lost about everything, and then ended up remarrying, and God brought restoration to my life. And a beautiful woman I've been married to for 17 years, got a 15-year-old son who is dreaming of being an F1 racer right now, which is really cool. Yeah. And um, served churches all across the the country, planted a church most recently in the Boise area, Nampa, Idaho. Come on, Nampa, Idaho, One Life Church where you at. Mm-hmm. And currently passed that baton, and now I'm serving a local church in Twin Falls, Idaho, while I live in Birmingham, which is crazy. Um, but it's happening, and we're doing, you know, I'm coaching, I'm consulting, starting a 501c3 right now to how I can help pastors and church planters, specifically across the country, to add pastoral care to them. So, yeah, so many off conversations, but that's me in a nutshell right now.
1: Um, for me, picking up where Rhett did, you know, our first meet was me and my brother. We were very into ninja movies in the 80s. And our parents would always give us like throwing stars and all kind of weaponry. I mean, we. And by the way, if you don't know what
0: a throwing star is, it's not like a little star from the sky. It's a yes. It's like a metal thing with like five points on it. It's like a knife. It's a a knife. knife. You're throwing at somebody that has five chances to get you. It's got five points on it.
1: Five point circle, flattened circle. That's what it is. Picture that. And if you've seen Ninja Turtles, you've you've seen Ninja Stars. Let's go. And so. Rhett was riding by on his bike. He saw me and my brother throwing them. We would, it was like this wood encased um, dumpster at the apartment complex we lived in. And we would just kind of throw the stars and it would stick in the wood. And that was like victory if you did that. And so Rhett rides by and he's curious what we're doing. He asks if he can throw one. Heck yeah. And it's been friendship, best friendship ever <laughs> yeah. since that moment. We literally have been together. Since that moment and Mm -hmm. whether it's been, as Rhett said, the adventures that have taken him out of Birmingham and it happens through phone calls and technology advances and you get Zoom and FaceTime, but we have been in each other's life. And so from that moment, uh, my story is very similar. I think that's what made me and Rhett connect so much is my parents uh, went through a divorce when I was around five years old and in the same way, my dad got custody. Which was such a yeah. rarity yeah. in those days. And my dad got custody. And uh my mom, you know, she has since passed, and I can I'm so thankful to be able to say that she's with, with Jesus. But my dad got custody. She was, you know, into some strongholds with just alcoholism and um pills, just a lot of stuff to really uh try to cover a lot of the grief that she was facing. I didn't know how to label it that then, Mm -hmm. but those will be some great topics as we have this um, podcast and the different themes of episodes, because growing up, I've definitely been able to look at her and realize, my goodness, uh, there were some missing things that could have really helped her. Uh, And so, But I grew up in that environment, not really being with my mom as much, but me and Rhett connected. And so in the same way, but at 15, I went on a trip to Panama City Beach. A girl who had invited me to go with our youth group, I absolutely said yes. And I had just this amazing awakening to Jesus. Yeah. And I just know that what I was seeing other people my age doing at the age of 15, the way that they were seeking after Jesus, it's something I had never seen. And I knew that I wanted it and I didn't know what to do. I just sat on the ground and began weeping. And in that moment, I surrendered my life to Christ. And I told the Lord to, from this day forward, I'm living for you. There wasn't the altar call, nothing like that for either of us. We just had that moment. And it was, yeah. I mean, life has had never been the same. I mean, that's when that sense of purpose we talked about, mm-hmm. I mean, it existed now. I knew why I was here. Yeah, It was all about Jesus. It was all about <laughs> helping people have encounters with Jesus. That's it. And then what's cool is over the next month, and it doesn't happen this soon to everybody, uh, but over the next month, really, these assignments already started, uh, primarily in the form of you know church and what we would call ministry, began to happen. Um, I had just started playing guitar. My yeah. cousin, shout out to my cousin Matthew, who mm-hmm. is in New York City. He did a lot of. Um, You know, Broadway musicals, very, very talented guy. He came home one summer playing acoustic guitar. Yeah. And like he could really play. And I had a guitar under my bed that I would pull out and just kind of pluck. So anyway, Matt knows how to play. And I'm like, will you please show me?
0: His name's Matt Kaplan, by the way.
1: Yeah, Matt Kaplan. And he's,
0: you know, we said we would name drop, but he would be one of the guys that we would want to get on the yeah. podcast in the future. He'd be a great you know? guy to
1: interview with his what he's done Yeah, just for you guys, you know, artistic, you know, you're into the theater, you're into things like that. I mean, what a cool story. Yeah. And that, there's fun stories later I'll share about him, but he taught me four chords. Mm-hmm. And we began writing a song. And from that point, I was hooked. But that happened a month before I surrendered my life to Christ. So here I am. 15, I start playing guitar. I'm writing songs that are just in my heart. And immediately, you and I, we get plugged into our local church at that time. Yep. You know, I'll leave out some details there, but fast forward, um, I get married seven years later. I yeah. get married in April of 2000 uh, to my wife, Summer. And we then just, I mean, we're the poster children for our church. And then from that point, just as new steps happened, we stepped out, not really knowing where we're going, but we knew we were supposed to do something. Yeah. And we would meet a guy named Chris Hodges who moved to Birmingham, Alabama, and he was going to be planning a church. Yeah. And we were all in. We met him, loved him, and you know, it's a place called Church of the Highlands, mm-hmm. and it launched in 2001, and me and my wife were there since the beginning. Talk about an assignment. Yeah. I mean, a whole different trajectory for our life. I mean, I would have always thought that I'm heading on out once I could finish college or whatever, like I'm gone. Yeah. And probably we always thought it'd be us on the road touring somewhere, Red and I and one of our other great friends. And in this case, it's like, I got that, I got that bug. I was like, oh my goodness, this place is awesome. So I graduate college. I'm not going anywhere, no church, no anything. With a music performance degree, and I get a job at an insurance company because I want to stay and serve my local church. And so, you know, fast forward that until now, probably seven years into the church, I ended up coming on Mm full-time and worked heavily uh, with the worship department. And most recently, I put a lot of focus in what I was doing with the worship team. Now, just as a holistic, the entire congregation, if you will, with our staff, is pastoral care yeah we have four boys at this time of recording 14 uh 12 you better get them right you better get them right nine (laughs) but our six-year-old i mean he'll probably be seven by the time this airs yeah but yeah man so it's that's so cool it's it it really is it's been a so far it's been a journey of a lot of ups and downs yeah my goodness yeah some amazing stories that have come out of it Mm -hmm. and it's just like you look back on things and you would not go through the hell you go through yeah. when you're in it. But once you get through it and you look back what you've learned, I would not trade any experience because it's giving an opportunity to share the things that we're going to be sharing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Beautifully said. So where do we go from here? At the end of the day, uh, we're really excited. You know, again, format we will probably be a podcast around what about 45 minutes to an hour sure. I mean that's kind of what Let's we're thinking right now I mean I, I I don't know if you've got a friend that you can call and you're like hey you got five minutes next thing you know you look at your time <laughs> on your phone you're like what are we an hour 45 in this is nuts and you that that's that's our friendship and that's the that's where we can go with this podcast but at the end of the day what we're really trying to accomplish is just relaxing relatable a lot of fun atmosphere of just some real authenticity of of honestly walking with God for 38 years. What life was like before and with and kind of the adventure of where we're headed but this isn't make no mistake it isn't just about rhett and justin this is about what we've learned what we're learning and how it can apply to your life with where you are today and uh you know with what god has in store for you in the future and there's gonna be leadership principles there's gonna be stuff of oh my god don't do this whatever you do (laughs) don't but there's gonna be moments like whatever you do do you want to do this um, because we've, you know, again, 46 years, I uh, still feel like I'm 16 in my, when I look in the mirror, I'm like, nope, <laughs> I'm like, nope, nope. Uh, but you know, we're just taking a next step, trying to be faithful and steward our story in a way that serves you that serves the body of Christ. And we want to be real authentic. You're really getting to listen in on,
1: uh, what we talk about. And I think for years, we would always joke that, the outcome of our conversation, my goodness, if someone could have just been a part of that. Yeah. You know, when you're not trying to make up something that sounds really smart, <laughs> you just do something naturally and you look back and you kind of aim in yourself. You know, for those who are listening and you know us, for those who haven't really got to know us yet, we are very much and always have been, we love entertaining. Yeah. We, we do. love being the center of attention.
0: That's authentic. That was us That's it. as kids.
1: Yeah. And I think that over years you look into certain rooms and say I need to repress this a bit. Uh, but I also think that as you get older, you realize uh, sometimes your repressing isn't like a God thing. Mm-hmm. Your repressing is a you thing. Through conversation, maybe you realize, man, that's something that ooh I didn't mm-hmm. didn't realize that I did. You know, since we were kids, I always joke around and say we were in paper bands because I would draw it up. On paper all the time. I mean before long before we played or ever played in bands, we've we've played in many. Um, yeah. I know for me it would be like Justin Bradshaw, vocals and acoustic guitar. I didn't know anything about acoustic. That's I'd so give funny. like Rhett Barton, I think I gave him harmonica Thanks and singer. One.
0: No offense to all the harmonica players yeah. that are absolutely amazing. Uh, yeah. If you but at Rhett, that point it was yeah. like, yeah.
1: <laughs> we would we would go, we used to go. We had in our apartment complex, there were three pools, three laundromats, you know, and that sounds so
0: luxurious, by the way, <laughs> when you say that. If, I just want you to but know it was not. far, it was, it's, it, that sounded a luxurious, <laughs> but it was like fading fast and it was like 30 something years old by the time we moved into it. So it yes. wasn't like it was no, 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 no. This was not, no, we, we no. lived in some resort, uh, three no. pools, three, like. Yeah, it, in the it, heart of Huffman, Alabama. Let's yes, go. If you, right? could, no. if you could only see. Just so you know, those pools are full of dirt now. <laughs> they they filled <laughs> They've been them covered, and they uh, don't
1: want the liability of having a swimming pool. <laughs> they can't afford the insurance, but anyways, but we would go to the laundromats because the, we realized, my goodness, they have amazing acoustics. Yeah, and we would write our first songs
0: in those laundromats, love songs, <laughs> Not- and we, <laughs> <laughs> to the girls that we dreamed of dating at the point or our right. imaginary girlfriends.
1: Yes. They would. Yes. Yeah. The ones who would have, you know, that you'd have on your wall that in, until your brother comes through and marks them all up and makes fun of you, which you didn't have to worry about that.
0: <laughs> no, I did not.
1: But yeah. So it's, it's, it's fun. You know, just when I think back to yeah. the laundromats, the, the theme parks we've created
0: in our head. Yo, know, there's one thing that you're going to realize about us is that we're really imaginative. Like, our minds have the ability to create dream works in our head. And so we had two imaginative, very dreamy, dreamy kids that were dreaming of, you know, looking back, I'm sure over the trauma that we were going through that we didn't even know that we were dealing with our families. We were trying to create this escapism in our minds and emotions, <laughs> You know i look back and with the psychology now and seeing what was happening but also because god gave us a gift to dream yeah and uh we had the ability to sit there and think of all this crazy stuff in our head like theme parks in our backyard and <laughs> yep. you know and bands and concerts and all kind of stuff so you know which is makes for a crazy crazy conversation if you're sitting there listening like what in the world maybe you had a friend like that you know we we have not stopped doing those things they look different now for Think sure, that. And there are a lot more, <laughs> you know, I, I hope with maturity that goes toward tying into our purpose now in life and we're using it and we're crafting it and we're getting better. And, but yeah, that, that was our childhood. We had a lot of, well there's going to be a lot of laughter in regards to those things. You know, I, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking, yeah. to, I'm looking forward to see
1: uh, where the conversations take us. I'm excited to uh, hang out with some of the people that we will, also, interview at different points and times throughout the podcast. Ultimately, I think that you and I, Rhett, for what we've been through, as as I said, we were very much the entertainers, you know, as, as kids, mm-hmm. and still we have that. Yeah, we have that heart. We love it, but through you know, the mindset of of our purpose, right, of walking with Jesus and putting others before you, that's really hard for me. First of all. Uh, you're getting the very surface of that. That's a hard thing for me to say because I'm naturally selfish. But I will say the walk that we have had the past 30 years, I've been able to get a little less selfish and chip away at that. And I would say one thing that you and I are unified on, which is fun to do this together, is we honestly will tell you we want to see the people that we come in contact with. Yeah. accomplish the assignments that are on their life. Yeah. We want to see them accomplish greater things than we could imagine, even though we got some, we got some things we're imagining too. So yeah. you're going to have to step up, yeah. but we want to see you accomplish greater things mm-hmm. uh, than you could ever imagine. And we, we find it such an honor in the, Really in the life that we get to be in through the local church and through relationships and just through the different areas that, that we end up having through coaching or mentoring, whatever it might be, I love getting to see people have that light come on Yeah, where they realize um, I actually believe in myself a little bit more just because of spending time with you. And what i found is that's not like we have to come up with something so profound to say. Yeah. It's just being available. Yeah. It's just taking the time to be able to say something to somebody that you think is just everyday words, and I, you know I think back to you, Rhett. I can remember back even in youth group, you had a way that you could be walking out of a room, and you have maybe two or three of these guys who you could tell they probably weren't fitting in, but they were there. Their parents made them. I can remember so many times you kind of walking out. We had just walked off stage from leading uh, the music. You're coming down, and and you would go and just say something to them. And just with your personality, very just very boisterous, very, man, what's going on? (laughs) How you doing? And within five to ten minutes, they are opening up and having a blast with you. And you would just really take them under your wing, and we'd go to Taco Bell down the street, or we'd go go them where I had that last night, you by okay the way, it Taco Bell. <laughs> I did. Yeah. It was, it was all so good. still one of my favorites. Um, sorry, summer, summer rebukes, uh, Taco Bell. She <laughs> says, no, but um, she did. have That some was back
0: st- in the day when you could eat Taco Bell for like less than five bucks. Two ninety eight. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, literally. That was like two tacos. Oh, two. Yeah. Be- hey, you know, this was two tacos for me, <laughs> meat and cheese only, nothing else on it, and two Mexi melts, no pico, yeah. and that was that was it with a <laughs> side it. of cinnamon twist and a Sprite because that's that's the way I rolled. Now I don't eat that like that anymore. I'm like, give me everything that's on it. But well,
1: well then I would get <laughs> always my to go my go go to order there. Three soft tacos, however they made it. Lettuce yeah. was fine. A
0: bean burrito, Jesus nachos else. with cheese, and a Pepsi freeze. Yeah, nacho cheese with a Pepsi freeze. They don't make those anymore, do, do they? they I, don't, I don't know. Is a Pepsi freeze like the freeze, like the like oh, yeah. smoothie type thing? It's like an icy. Oh, okay.
1: It was It was wonderful. Okay, I guess. That's, that's
0: another thing. I haven't had that in a long time. I haven't yeah. had carbonation. I'm on a streak. You're on a streak of carbon. Yeah, that's for sure. I I drink carbonation every day, at least one. And Justin hadn't had carbonation in how many years?
1: Since June of 2001. Yeah, so
0: we're praying for him on that. So uh, we're going to create a bandwagon of get Justin back on some carbonation. (laughs) Sorry, Summer. (laughs) She'd be fine with it. I mean. But your downfall would be chocolate. You do love chocolate. You'll eat chocolate any day of the week. You show up with chocolate, you're Justin's best friend. I'll
1: eat sweets. (laughs) I've got the biggest sweet tooth. Coffee and sweets. Yeah. Those are my downfalls and, and good downfalls. Good downfalls. It's not like it's bad. Good downfalls. I love yeah. it.
0: In moderation. But yeah.
1: And so, but yeah, carbonation, there was really no point to it. I just matter of fact, it was the first small group semester we ever had. We had like eleven groups. Yes. Yeah. For you who don't know, small groups are I mean, it's what it's called. It's if you or have a Sunday. Small. If you have a Sunday it's like Sunday school classes, if you will, but you break them out during the week, and as it doesn't have to be just like going through the Bible. It could be basketball. Well, one of the yeah. first groups that I helped with was a hockey
0: small group, because me and Rhett have a background in because, hockey. Because, you know, hockey is so popular in Birmingham, Alabama. It's so... It's just like, you know, every kid is growing up dreaming to be a hockey player in the South. It's odd how me and Rhett you know, fell I'm in like, love with that sport, but we did. By the way, that is... I don't know if you can tell that's dry humor. i'm I'm being very <laughs> facetious on that, like,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the South. Guys. No, I have a <laughs> we don't know what ice is. There is yeah. no such thing as hockey unless it's professional level who can yeah. afford to put it in an arena. Yeah. We don't play outside, but Rhett and I did get into hockey as in happenstance when we got rollerblades and turned out a date you that'd we, date you right there. Rollerblades I know, but we would play with some of these we found ourselves in the tennis courts in the backyard of once again, don't think luxury <laughs> tennis courts.
0: <laughs> this is tennis courts. That might as well have been a prison court because that, it, like
1: it really it really was. It was it was No offense was, to
0: my brothers and sisters who were in prison, but let's be real. When your net is a fence, yes. You'd know like yeah, you, it, it was, was, in was the, it the was, lines are drawn
1: with chalk, you know. It was it was not it was definitely not luxurious. But on we found we would go out there because it was just at least smooth enough to rollerblade. And we would come out there with our hockey gear, and one day we find that there are people out there playing hockey where they've taken the two courts but taken the half side where you don't have a net in the way. And they set up goals. Yep. And they were playing, and it was it was hockey.
0: We were and the only two on rollerblades as we, kids, but they were on their feet. They were just they were on like, their
1: feet, oh. yeah. And they were semi pros who used to play for like the local area Birmingham Bulls team. Yep. And we got thrown in there playing. Yeah, we, we didn't know we that we at the time
0: until like afterwards. Like, oh yeah, I played for the Birmingham. I was like, what? The what? <laughs> Not the Chicago Bulls, the Birmingham Bulls, and which are still a hockey team today. Yeah. Like on my are. Facebook feed, I'm like, oh look, Birmingham Bulls. We need to go back need to do it yeah so they just changed uh, arenas crazy so you notice how our, our conversation can just go from one thing to another somebody like how in the world did you end up on tennis courts <laughs> you, just hockey. you just witnessed you
1: just witnessed an everyday combo and we got there Rhett because yeah. the first small group was a hockey small group there it is there all is. right we played rollerblade hockey mm-hmm. and one morning on my way to a uh, small group I down like two or three Cokes because I used to be very addicted to carbonated uh, or really Coke or Pepsi, anything like that. And I start playing hockey and I got that feeling of like, oh, I just want to throw up. Uh It was just that syrupy, oh. And I remember going home Mm -hmm. and I told Summer, just like we all can have our um, words of hyperbole, I'm like, I'm never (laughs) going to have a Coke again. And she says, Oh, yeah, that'll be the day. And just kind of jokingly, I said, okay. Yeah. And if you know Justin at all, you would never have a coke (laughs) again.
0: You just made a personal, like, oh, you you don't think I can't do it? I'm going to show you that I can do it. You don't think I can do a podcast? But we're going to do a podcast. And here we are. Well, and 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 I took it
1: the rest of the day, just (laughs) thinking maybe I can survive the rest of the day. And then the next day. Matter of fact, that night, if you want to date the time this happened, It was the night that the Colorado Avalanche won the Stanley Cup by beating the New Jersey Devils in June of 2001. That's how I timestamp it in my head, whatever date that would have been in June, but that's the day that I gave it up. The next day, I went without it. The next day you know, at this time of this the recording fact that you
0: remember 20 the games that were on TV and the, the way that where the sun was setting in the sky and which way the wind was blowing and the t-shirts people, I mean like it blows my mind. So there's one thing about Justin is that I can remember a ton of stories, but I have no idea the context of time frame because <laughs> of the trauma that I went through as a kid, like putting back a ton of grief. And so like, I've just like in this moment of just, just not having a clue. So, but the one thing is, he is that he is that detailed friend that if if he says it happened at this time and this date and this place, you can just take it to the bank and don't even worry about arguing because we I've gone through thirty minutes of conversation and like, oh, yep, you're right, that's exactly when it happened and where we were and what it was, and so I just trust it now. But that's funny. Anyway, all that sporting events usually help me trigger those roll tide. So we need to land the plane here. Um, You know, if anybody's still listening, we hope you are. We hope you're enjoying maybe a little bit of laughter, just kind of the idea of like where could this thing go? You know, (laughs) Um, you know. So we are actually recording this. You know, in what the end of October, a week into, you know, before all the Halloween festivities and trunk retreats and all that kind of stuff, and. We're really just trying to get everything set up today, see if any of this would work. And we yep. just thought, why not go ahead and hit record and throw some stuff out there. Um, as far as when this actually releases, not quite sure. Making decisions. Uh, we're making decisions. But what we do want you to know is hopefully you can make some comments on whatever you know venue we're putting that out there. Uh, we'd love to get some feedback. Um, if there's things or topics you want us to talk about. We'd love to hear that and love to line that up because we obviously want to make this interactive with those who are listening and joining us and not just a two-way conversation. But we want you to know we love you, and uh, we do pray for you, and uh, very thankful for your time to listen today. Um, We're excited about this journey, man. Armchair Authentic, two brothers who've been doing life for 38 years. We are not perfect by far. We get to do some pretty cool things right now for Jesus, um, between what Justin does uh, on staff at Highlands and what I get to do right now with... so many different little adventures that I'm getting to be a part of and um you know we love you anything you want to say before we close it out brother this has been a great
1: start and if you're hearing it it's because we decided to let this one go ahead and
0: yeah hit the airwaves yep that's it and um we don't necessarily know exactly what we're going to talk about the next time we come along but we do promise that you're going to laugh It's going to be a lot of fun and uh, we'll have some leadership principles that we can all grow from as well with it. It's going to be good. It's going to be great. All right. God bless you. Thanks for your time. And uh, remember, our chair authentic, baby. <laughs> he just made up a slogan I that know. is not going to
1: be our slogan. I thought you were about to come up with some great. <laughs> I, I tried. I thought this was going to be. I was like, man, red's remember? I was and like, rhett has got some <laughs> exit. Like he's got like some statement. Yeah, this is going I'm, to. I'm all ears. Like what is he yeah. about to say? He's oh my gosh. Well, he Craig didn't even Rochelle tell me. has like, what, what's and, then, it? <laughs> and then
0: red's like, so just remember, um, authentic, authentic um, baby, authentic. Sure, well, you know, I mean, sometimes inspiration comes when you take a step of faith. You know, you step out the boat and you walk with Jesus, or you step out the boat and you sink. And well, you know, thanks for that one. How about but, this? You know, <laughs> how about how about this? And oh, here we, we just go. In here, it's yeah. just like it's hard to hey, end our conversation. Thanks for
1: listening to Armchair Authentic with Rhett and Justin. We'll yeah. see you next time. All right, God bless, guys. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Armchair Authentic with Rhett and Justin. Hey, we would love to hear from you. Questions, comments, how we can make this a better experience as you take this journey with us. You can reach us on Facebook and Instagram at Armchair Authentic and on X at Armchair Auth Pod. That's Armchair Auth, A-U-T-H, pod. And email us, info at armchairauthentic.com.